Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 82 of Cephalon Squared. My name is Cephalon Greg, I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you doing on this fine day of days? I am doing great on this fine day of days. How are you? I'm okay. I cooked dinner today and I cut one of my fingers and I burnt the other one. Oh wow. Both my Double pointer whammy. fingers. Yeah. Cut the right pointer finger because I'm left-handed so I was using the knife with my left hand and I burnt the shit out of my left pointer finger. So yay me, index finger, yay. whatever you want to call it. I'm, f- I'm five <laughs> years old on the inside, all right? Point of finger. It's the one you point with. Anyway, <laughs> weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Okay, so uh, currently it is 24 degrees Celsius in a little city of switch with an 87% humidity. The weather has been weird today. It's been sunny. It's been cloudy. It's been pouring down with the rain. It's been all over the place. Interesting. So that's 76 degrees Fahrenheit, whereas down here in Melbourne it's 28 degrees Celsius, 82 degrees Fahrenheit, 47% humidity. It's just been warm all day. Not unpleasant. It's just a day, day of the week. Nothing to complain about on this side of town. Australia, whichever way you want to look at it. So what'd you get up to this week in Warframe or Temtem? <laughs> yeah, we, we both know I've been playing a lot of Temtem. <laughs> just pretty much still breeding and still just trying to get the right Tems. Uh, and as far as Warframe goes, I got the Brahma. And it is most certainly, easily, my new favourite weapon. It's yeah, great. I fantastic. haven't got it yet, and I'm looking forward to it. It looks amazing. You haven't got it yet? Nope. I'd like to get it. You need to get it. I definitely need to get it. It'll be great. But anyway, shit, yeah, what have I done? <laughs> I did get on, because you told me that uh, the Avara Leverian was super interesting. Oh, yes. So, I got on last night to quickly check it, because I wasn't feeling well again last night. Just been freaking all over the shop recently. But uh, <laughs> I got on last night, and I checked it out. And it was definitely an interesting story. It's got a nice little twist at the end. Yes, but there's something, you know, there's that early stuff that they mentioned that kind of piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. The early points, uh, specifically the frames that, uh, yes, okay, the designs we no longer have information on. Yeah. Mm. So, anyone listening, if you're not sure what we're on about, go to your market, go to Ivara and check out the Lavarian and that little interesting story that they've written up for uh, Ivara in there. It's awesome. It's it's nice. Go check it out. Agreed. It is worth checking out. Apart from that, I've played Yakuza 3 on PS4. I've got to play Yakuza 4 on PS4. Here's my review. It's really easy. If you've played Yakuza 3 or 4, no point to play them again. If you haven't, works kick ass on PS4. There you go. Done. <laughs> Simple review. That's what you can read soon. <laughs> Quick fire reviews yeah, with Greg. Not that hard. And I didn't even play that much. I was just like, played this entirely already. It's the same game. It's the same game entirely. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Moving on into the the nuts and bolts, the meat and potatoes of 
This week's episode, of course, we've got the news. We have a guest to join us today on discussion. We've got our beginner and advanced topics. We're all back as normal, I think, after... Well, as normal as normal can be. As normal can be, indeed. So, uh, let's start up with the news, I guess. Okay. So, this week we got the Kuvalich updates. Uh, they hit all systems during the week, so they're a thing. New weapons in Kuvaliches, changes to Kuvaliches. Yep. Some people like them, some people don't. That's our discussion today, so we'll move right along. Oberon and Necros Prime are heading back out of the vault from February 11. That means that Or Vorbin and Ash Primes are heading back. So if you do need Vorbin or Ash Prime still, get to some farming. You only have a few more days and then they're off again. But Oberon and Necros Prime are pretty cool. So go get them as well. Especially Necros. Yep. My boy hey, Necros. This, this, is, uh, this is actually an interesting one. This is life and death bundles. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be cool. Uh, new Valentine-themed glyph bundles are available in the market. Go check them out. They are pretty and romantic. <laughs> so, yes, check them out. Kind of pretty, kind of romantic. But it does mean, of course, that the Valentine color picker is also in the market for one credit. Go get it. Do it. All those reds and pinks. Indeed. Round 18 of Tenogen was shown off this week on primetime. Did you get a chance to see it, Lucas? I have only skimmed over some of the items that are uh, coming available. Mm. And I've got to say, the weapon skins, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. delightful. Yeah, I saw a couple of the weapon skins and I saw a couple of the Cyandanas. Everything's looking really good. I'm definitely going to have to sit down at some point and watch the rest of that because I want to see what's coming. I love seeing what's coming. We might have to have a discussion of the Tenogen next week, Lucas. Oh, I think we should. It's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as of today, the day of recording, the Acolytes are back. So go check them out. They are a interesting little event um, where you basically play hide and seek with the Stalker's Acolytes throughout the Star Chart. Yeah, exactly. We've done... We've done podcast we've, on we've, the acolytes. We've done, yes. Oh, yes. I wish we've I... covered their mods. We've covered what the uh, the the acolyte event is. Yeah, when yes. was it? It was a long time ago. It was early. Yeah, damn. I wish I knew off the top of my head. I'm just flicking through a list, but I can't see it yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But anyway, there are some good mods to get from that event, um, including. Maiming Strike, and Blood Rush, and other great mods. <laughs> <laughs> there are well, there are quite a few mods that they drop that are that are pretty good, and people really just farm for those two in particular. But there's um, Argon Scope as well. There's a few good mods that they've got, so they're definitely worth farming for. People love farming for them, especially because you can sell those damn mods. So get on out there and do it. I just yeah. searched our list. I searched for the word Acolytes, and it's not on the list. Interesting. It's not on the list. But we have oh. done their mods. We might not have gone over the actual event, so that's something to keep in I mind. I think we did. You did do uh, a beginner topic about events. I did. Maybe it was just about events, and I covered it within that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, uh-huh. that's that, I guess. So, that's pretty much the news for this week. Uh, the Acolyte thing only started yesterday or today. Could have been today. Today. It actually, it actually started up today. Yeah, so we are recording a little bit earlier than we usually do. 
But yeah, either way, it's only just come out for the weekend. So fan bloody tastic. Get on into it. It gives us people something to do. The thing is, though, with acolytes, they generally hang around for a couple of weeks and they're usually there to fill in time. So I'm not sure we're going to have any updates coming out or any major updates coming out for the next couple of weeks. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Next up, Cephalon Squared news. The minis are done. So we have finished Zephyr. Uh, she was episode 51. So we're now done with the minis for the foreseeable future until Protea comes out. Of course, there will be a lore cast in three or four weeks. And we will cover something that we haven't figured out yet, but that'll be fun. Yeah. So this podcast isn't going anywhere, but the minis will be on a short break. Yeah. And next up, anyway, we kind of briefly talked about it last week. We're going to kindly briefly talk about it this week again. Competition next week. Yeah. Stay tuned. So last week we said they'll be coming up soon. Today we're saying bloody next week, all right? It's going to happen. So, Lucas, remind me during the week. to get the ball rolling get things started so there will be a competition running next week hopefully a good one it will be it'll be great i promise fingers crossed (laughs) all right so we've done something a little bit different this week rather than just going into our discussion and do our own thing or change our discussion to be an interview with someone from the discord or facebook or whatever we decided to mix those so we're going to bring someone on for a discussion this week. And let's crack on into that, I guess. Yay! Okay, discussion time. And today we have a special visitor. He is someone from our Discord that doesn't really need much of an introduction. And although he does like to pretend he's a grumpy old curmudgeon, we know that he really loves us. Don't you moth up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, buddy. How's it going? Oh, good. Now, because you're here. Yeah. yeah. Against my will, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny, actually, because you've been part of the collective for a bloody long time, since almost since we started. And yet, when you joined us, you didn't even know we had a podcast. Nope. I didn't even know who Lucas was. He didn't know who Lucas was, hence the Who the Hell is Lucas t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was Spoon that actually got a hold of me at one stage. So it was thanks to him. That crazy guy. He is and always will be Spooned forever (laughs) because he loves it. But anyway, welcome to the show. Um, You have, we have talked about you quite often because you are a vocal member of the Discord uh, server for good and bad. <laughs> mostly bad. Mostly good. But it just shows, you know, humans, we all have the this good and dark side. Because it's just a little darker than others. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a big fan of Revenant. We know that. We mentioned that on the Revenant Mini. Before we do get into the discussion, is there something else about Warframe at the moment that's either grinding your gears or making you super happy? Oh, just... You know, I don't like playing it, but it, it's it's like heroin, isn't it? <laughs> Once you start, you just don't stop. <laughs> it gets to that point, I think. It gets in the blood and then you just can't say no. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, although most people would hate it, but I do like the Facebook groups because you've got people going on like cut snakes on there and it's quite funny. 
Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in the Facebook groups, and sometimes oh. it, it makes me angry. It angries up the blood, and then I'm like, hang on, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. It's just Move a game. On. It's just a game. And then I see a, <laughs> then I see a moth hop comment, and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it always one happens. Can try. <laughs> All right. So we decided to bring you on for the discussion today to do something a little bit different. Um, and mainly because, of course, we know you quite well. I mean, not, not everyone else out there in listener town does. But I thought it might be better to have a good conversation about something that... So we're switching out the Dr. Cephalon section from this episode and doing it as a discussion because Cannibal Kiwi... Good old mate asked a really good question in the Discord today. You had some things to say about it. I have some things to say about it. And I think Lucas has some things to say about it. That is Silverlight. Yep. So I thought, you know what? It's actually a perfect time to have Moth Hop on. So I'm just going to read out uh, Cannibal Cannibal Kiwi, Stefalon Kiwi, whatever he calls himself now. I'm going to read out his question and then we're going to get into it. Everyone ready? Excited? Do it. Yes. I'm a doctor. See, he's a doctor now. So here's my question. Do you feel that the current Kuvalich system, or the new, new Kuvalich system, I should say, still qualifies as current in the now true endgame content after the Lich nerf that came this week? I know the endgame goalposts are always moving, but for me, it feels like another dumbing down of the game to suit the players, or to suit newer players, I guess is what he's really saying, and a kick in the teeth to the long-time supporters. Hmm. Does anyone have immediate thoughts? Immediate thoughts. It uh, is now a glorified weapons cache. That, that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. It is a glorified weapons cache. 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 <laughs> Explain. Extrapolate. There is... Okay, so now... Originally, we had the whole, like, you fail the sequence, you die kind of thing. You lose a little bit of affinity. I know that's not a big deal when it really comes down to it, but they've replaced that with nothing. So now, if you fail your sequence, guess what happens? Absolutely fuck all. Nothing happens. Nada, zip, nil. Your lich disappears and you continue on your merry way with all your affinity, all your health, all your mods, all your everything still intact. And when you do manage to finally get rid of them, you either, again, still turn them into your servant or you take the weapon. There is no punishment anymore for failing. And that sucks. That. Mm. And, and yeah, that, that, I, I don't like the lack of punishment, but I don't think that it's a nerf, as uh, what Cannibal said, in a way. Because it's no, not any less difficult to me. So, because I haven't smashed through a whole lich since this change during the week, have they made murmurs easier? No. No. Okay, so it takes just as long. Yeah. It takes just as, just as long. And you're getting, a, you're getting a bunch of people on Facebook who are basically saying um, that it still takes too long to go through the murmurs. And that's what I'm worried about, is that they're going to nerf that next. Because mm. yeah, I thought that was part of what was coming with it. It's just becoming more and more simplified. And, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Kiwi in the sense that it's definitely being dumbed down to suit newer players. 
Um, and it definitely feels like a kick to the teeth for the long-term supporters. But I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how. Because even though you died last time, still nothing happened. You, ju- you just came back alive. I don't understand how it's a kick in the teeth to, a long time, to the long-time supporter. That's the part I don't understand. Because, I mean, in, in the end, you're still getting, you're still getting everything. Mm. Uh, you're not losing anything except for a bit of pride when you get killed. And, you know, if, if they were to put punishment back in, that would be great, but it would have to be something along the lines of what I said, I think, anyway, uh, is, to, is to punish you for the rest of the level, at least. Yeah, fair enough. So, so not everyone who listens, I guess, is in the Discord, so mention your, your comment. Oh, yeah. But basically, if you get a guess wrong, then your abilities are, are no longer usable, and your mods are stripped or something along those lines. So basically you're weak and powerless because, you know, that lich just... Isn't that what people were complaining about, though, in the first place, the fact that you died if you're losing all your ability? I mean, I, I get you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't die. You know, it, it, it becomes yeah. endgame content in the way of, you know, survive. And if you don't, well, maybe you shouldn't be playing endgame yeah, yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that idea. <laughs> but I had another idea that... I know a lot of people would hate me for even suggesting, uh, but the the uh, weapon bonuses you have on Kuva weapons, if you're if you're looking at if you're looking at your lich and it currently says it's got fifty five percent plus fire uh, heat damage or something like that, I I reckon it would be quite nice that every time you failed to uh, get the correct sequence, you lose five percent off that damage bonus for when you actually receive the weapon. Hmm. That idea. I like that idea a lot. Uh, simply, simply because now you can get more weapons and you can add to that and therefore build it up. Exactly. It'd, it'd be a bit of a, a kick to the cock if, you know, you got a 60% and you couldn't up that eventually. Yeah, yeah. I get that because they've added the fact that you can now, as you, what, what's the term that they used? Fuck, I forgot. As you combine your weapons... You, you make it more powerful. I guess it it doesn't matter if you keep fucking up. But the only thing I don't like about Lucas's suggestion is you have no control over over whether you get it right. So it's I guess it's just RNG though. It's RNG over whether you get it right. Mm-hmm. Strength on your weapon, and I'm not sure that would really go down well with the community because it's the RNG part they hate. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Any, any, anything that makes the game more difficult is not going to go down well with the community. But then again, anything that makes the game more easy isn't going to go well go down well with the uh, uh, veteran community That's exactly as well. It. So you can't. It's. <laughs> I mean, it's Warframe. You're screwed if you do. If you're screwed if you don't. If they do. Don't. Exactly right. And it's funny because I these days I guess I straddle both. Greg, you're making me moist again. Ooh, I'm straddling you. <laughs> I straddle both <laughs> sides of the equation because, on one hand, I have played a veritable fuckload of Warframe, and on the other hand, I don't play as much these days, and I just don't have the time to play as much as I used to. So from from my perspective, I completely understand that, hey, we've got, what is it, eight or ten Kuva weapons now that... If you don't play Warframe three hours a day, every day, is going to take you a while to collect. But on the other hand, 
for those people that do play three hours a day every day, 10 weapons is not enough. It's a real tough balance, I think. Yeah. Because from my perspective now, as a, I guess I'm a bit of a filthy casual these days. (laughs) From my perspective, I'm happy about most of the changes they made. I do find it really weird that people got upset that they got killed. I just don't, I really don't understand that. Like I'm, I was happy with getting killed. Yeah. I think the problem though was it wasn't that you weren't powerful or anything like that. You were just killed because you couldn't guess a magical combination to the freaking the safe to his heart or something. I don't know what it is, but, (laughs) but you couldn't, you couldn't, because you couldn't guess this magical combination, you got killed. And yeah, that's annoying. It's RNG, but who cares? I just, I really don't understand it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. What was, what was the point of complaining about something like that? Is there's virtually no reason behind it. Yeah. I don't understand why. You know how you have the little mods there, and they say little little tricky mm. paragraph things. Not paragraph. Little little poem yep. poem things. Why isn't that part of the game? Why isn't that? You get your lich and the lich does something and you're like, oh, he might like yeah. this from that paragraph. So you chuck it, in, chuck it in there and then, you know, you have a proper detective guessing game instead of just yeah. RNG. That would work a lot better. That, that would definitely work a lot better if they actually made it a proper, um, you have to find the clues and work out the thing instead of kill the guys, get the hint work out the order yourself randomly that yeah having to actually investigate and having investigative missions like maybe a sabotage where you go in and oh no sorry a spy where you go in and you um you extract some information that's you know privy about your your particular lich sabotage to halt to their production of weapons for their fleet or you know just just stuff like that stuff that actually causes you to learn who your lich is instead of a guessing game of three um the order of three mods yeah especially because there's eight of them so if you have incredibly bad luck at guessing which one's which like me it can be 336 attempts at worst that's yep i've i've had about 10 in one lich (laughs) including once i had all three there and just put the wrong one in (laughs) <laughs> After a certain amount of failures, you should get one of them answered for you, even if it's not the first one. Well, in a way, you kind of do, because if you, if you notice your murmurs, every time you get a, a wrong, wrong answer, you, the, the circle thing, sorry, I've had a couple <laughs> of drinks, and I, I'm, I can't word, um, the circle thing kind of go, goes up about a quarter of the way, just under a quarter mm. of the way. And that's that's yes, yes. That's how I speed run liches. You go in, you get as many murmurs as possible, and you kill. You get a wrong guess on purpose, and yeah, fair enough. You get your whole murmur. Yeah, yeah. It fair speeds enough. up the process a bit. Yeah. Although you got to take on a, a level five lich, which is not the most difficult thing when you're solo, but it's it's a piece of piss once you're with you know four people. Yeah. So I guess. I guess the past part I don't understand about Kiwi's question is how he thinks it's dumbed it down, how he thinks it's simplified it. Is it because you now get to see what weapon you're getting and you can choose whether or not you want to actually do it? 
probably probably is. I think that's a part of it because um, I was I was listening to the guys chat this morning and they were going in. They were looking for a specific weapon. If the weapon wasn't appearing, then to get the fastest route they could through it, they would then just immediately abandon mission and start up again. So they could just try and do that over and over again. Get in, kill him. Not the right weapon. Leave. Get in, kill him. Not the right weapon. Leave. So I guess that does kind of dumb it down mm. in that sense. You lose your Kuva from doing that, though. Yeah, you do. You have to finish the mission <laughs> to keep the That's Kuva. a good little Kuva farm, to be honest. Yeah. But before that, and I only just learned about this after the changes, couldn't you go to the Red the red Veil Keep with that, with that lady that is in there and you could abandon your whole lich anyway? I did not know about this. I thought that was the thing. You go, you go to the Red Veil and you can just cancel your lich. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought... She was only for shards. That, that, that's what they were saying in the. That they were saying that in the stream that we were going to take that out right now because it's no longer needed. So, and I, I didn't know about that until <laughs> they said it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I, I could have abandoned abandoned a bunch a bunch of twin yeah. that I didn't want. Very interesting. Yeah, shit. So really, it, it didn't really dumb it down. It just took the dumb from one area and put it into another area. Yeah. See it. I mean, from as a filthy casual, it's a good change. <laughs> I now don't have to freaking farm lich after lich after lich just to get the weapon I want. Yeah, I mean, that, that's essentially what I did. I went in, killed him, finished the mission, you know, left him alive, but continued on uh, until mm. one dropped the, the Brahma. Yeah. Because that's realistically all I wanted. Took me three goes before I got the Rambo, so I was happy about that. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, mm. interesting. Do you think they're going to nerf it more? I hope not. I, I really hope not. I hope not, because if they do, it, it just it it makes it even more of a, as Lucas said, a glorified weapons case, which it, which wouldn't even be glorified. Then it'd just be have here, a weapon. have a yeah. weapon. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm hoping that the lich system is only the way it is now because they haven't integrated into Railjack. Yep. Yeah, I I definitely hope it does get ramped back up. Well, mm. get ramped up in general. See, I, I think I think mm. that all of this is is a big. This is my my two cents anyway. A um a big a testing area for you know your railjack and all that. And they'll eventually drop something massive which will in, inter integrate everything into one. Hopefully, that's my yeah. want. Understand. And it's all testing. <laughs> mm, all right. Anyone else want to say anything about the Kuva Lich system? Nope. Okay. Nope. Yeah. They are. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you did. Yeah, definitely helped me understand where Kiwi was coming from because, as a as a filthy casual, most of the changes are actually pretty good for me. It's a tough one, though. I think because how do you balance for those longer term players, which I also have been, and the filthy casuals? You can't. It's absolutely impossible. Mm. So I guess they've got no, to choose you, who you they really want to balance can't. for mostly. And it's probably the people who are still relatively new at the game that spend the most on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's from a, from a but at the same time, I think that's the reason why the the, uh, the longer term players don't spend yeah. as much time on it anymore. Um, I think, yeah, from a business point of view, you, you have to stick with the newer players because that that's going to bring you the money. Yeah. Yeah. Then it pisses off your other players and then you have partners leaving and yeah. Mm. And then they come back. And then they come back. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool, cool. Very good. Uh, Well, we'll move on from that discussion there. But uh, before we do let young Mothop go, is there anything you want to say to the community? Is there anything you want to ask us while you're on, et cetera, et cetera? I hate Warframe. (laughs) <laughs> That's about it, really. It's a great planet. Yeah. It's the most terrible free game ever. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Well, there is something I do want to say to you, Mothop. Ooh. But I found out you were already married, so. Yes, I was going to say you're down on your knees. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do want to say thank you because you basically offered up your clan to become the official Cephalon Squared clan on ps4 which you didn't have to do uh you had spent all your time and of course diablo's time building up that clan to have grounded grinded everything out in the the labs etc 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 you did all the hard work uh and you were willing to change the name over to cephalon squared and bring everyone over there so really appreciate that kudos clap 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 thank you so much well done i just I just didn't want to pay for a clan logo, really. (laughs) (laughs) We still don't have one. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) we are getting closer. (laughs) (laughs) It is getting closer. That was so quick. She turned it around so quick. All right. Cool, cool. Well, you keep on hating Warframe, and uh, we will see you daily in our Warframe Discord, I guess, then, because you hate the game so much. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, stay gold. Keep safe from the fires, which I think we're all put out. Hopefully, we're all put out from the rain today and yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm wet. Yeah. Uh, it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you. Thank you to Mothop for joining us. Ever a pleasure. Although he puts on that grumpy face, we know he's just a big old softy inside. A hoppity mothity. Mm-hmm. Isn't it cute? Yeah. Been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, good sir. Indeed, indeed. It was it was a blast. So we will probably do things like that more often, where we have uh, people on the show just to, to be part of the discussion. It makes it a bit more interesting and gives you a different angle as well. So that was fun. Yes. All right, heading on into our beginner and advanced topic. Now, beginner topic, I am going to... I wasn't going to initially do the last four bosses of the star chart because I thought mm, they're not really beginner's topic... But it kind of is, because they're really just the last four bosses of the star chart. They're entering into endgame territory, definitely, but they're not endgame. So I have decided to finish off the last four bosses this week. But it does mean, because they are really far more complicated than all of the other bosses in the game, you might want to buckle in. This is going to be a long one. Put your feet up, go grab yourself a beer, get ready. Here we go. First up, we have the Hyena Pack, which is at Samath, I guess, on Neptune. And they drop the parts for Loki, and they have a chance to drop Oricon Cells. I guess the hard thing about the Hyena Pack is that there's four of them. You don't always encounter four, but you can, so keep that in mind. And each of them is a little bit different, some are harder than the others. They're pretty damn tanky, each of them, and they really do hit pretty hard. I guess by the time you get to this point in the game, you should really be wielding some pretty good firepower, so you may not find it that hard, but it really depends, and you may need to lean on some buddies initially. The four of them are Hyena LN2, which is liquid nitrogen, 
And this hyena is mo mostly white and has ice-based attacks, including Frost's Ice Wave. Hyena NG, Nitroglycerin, is red and yellow and attacks with a blast grenade, dammit, and a fire wave that pushes you back and knocks you over. Hyena PB, which is lead, is brown and green and has a bunch of additional firepower, as well as a single ability called Lead Storm, in which they fire projectiles in all kinds of crazy directions. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. And lastly, there's Hyena TH, Thorium, which is blue and attacks with electric and magnetic attacks and has a charge and electric surge abilities. The easiest way to take them out is to just burn them down one by one. If you have friends that are more powerful than you, they're just going to destroy them relatively quickly. If you're going in solo, you may struggle a little unless you've got really good weapons. That's really all I can say. They're not super hard. They don't have massive armor. They just take a bit of time to burn down, really. Divide and conquer. Indeed. Thank you, Lucas. Ambulus is next. And Ambulus is encountered on Hades, on Pluto. The Ambulus now drops Trinity Parts. Used to drop Excalibur until they moved that to earlier in the game. Now the Ambulus drops Trinity Parts, sadly, because Trinity is a really great frame, and now you've got to wait to get to Pluto to be able to farm for her. And again, like all of the other bosses in the game, has a chance to drop Oricon Cells. Pluto is where the bosses start getting locked behind some other kind of access obstacle. In order to even start the damned mission, you need 20 amino nav beacons. Which you can get pretty easily, kind of, by hacking Ambulus proxies in Corpus open air tile sets on Pluto. Eventually, you will have enough of them. But until then, you'll probably want to farm endless missions on Pluto. So keep an eye out for the dropships every five minutes or so. Most folks suggest to play the outer terminus defense mission on Pluto because it the dropship comes fairly regularly there. Anyway, once you have the required amount, which again is 20, you can then take on the Ambulus. Yay you! The Ambulus can be a bit of a pain in the butt because it has some pretty hardcore armor and its firepower is really lethal. If you aren't prepared for a fight, you definitely will struggle. But if you are, it's not that hard, especially if you've got a bunch of friends who are all prepared for a fight. The battle kind of reminds me of the Jackal, to be honest. Each individual ambulance, that is. They'll fire rockets at you, they've got a fire blast, and they love to stomp the ground, causing knockdown and knockback shockwaves. Concentrate your fire on a single area on a single ambulance to take down its armor, and only then will you start to damage the bastard thing. The problem, though, you are on a timer. If you don't bring the ambulance down and hack it before the timer runs out, the dropship will return, and it will collect the ambulance. Each one collected will result in a minor failure. Three of these minor failures, and you fail the whole damned mission. And yes, that does mean you have to fight multiple ambulances across multiple waves. Isn't that fun? But, truth be told, it is quite an enjoyable battle. Although the sorties, ambulance in sorties, can be a trial. If I have some tips for you... I would suggest using Valkyr. I use Valkyr to take out the Ambulus as Hysteria makes short work of them and you can't be injured while you're using it. Mesa with radiation regulators is also a really good and fast solution. Mag's magnetizability is a really good idea because it makes all bullets home in on a single place. 
And there's others that also swear by Octavia, but I haven't tried her out. Anyway, that's the Ambulus. Takes time, but you just wear them all down, each individually. Jordus Golem. This is at the Jordus Golem Assassinate node in Eris. Hmm, <laughs> funny that. Jordus Golem drops Atlas parts and has a chance of dropping Oricon cells, Neuros, Plastids, and Mutagen samples. <sighs> the Jordus Golem is stupid. That's the only thing I can say here. In no way in this boss, hard, he's just a pain. And you can only access it once you've done the Jordus Golem questline. But why is it a pain, I hear you ask? Well, because it requires Arcwing. And not only that, it requires a leveled Arcwing with some solid firepower. Otherwise, it just requires a solid investment of time. Basically, you'll find yourself in an open area of space flying amongst some space debris. Now, this is after you've gone through a whole mission and killed the Jordus bloody behemoth thing. Whatever you call it. Juggernaut. Thank you. The Jordus Juggernaut. Then you'll be out in space fighting the stupid Jordus. This huge infested Jordus Golem will also be in this area, and he'll just basically fly back and forth, shooting at you with one of its four weapon types. Some of them hit pretty damn hard. But they have really clear tells before they fire. He'll stop and he'll wind the damn thing up for a while, so you've got plenty of time to hide or to get the hell out of the way. As long as you're vigilant, that is, you'll be fine. To take him down, you need to shoot the engines on his back, and although the Mutilus drones that also inhabit the area will drop health and energy, the best strategy is just to take out the engines ASAP. A strong Arcwing gun will do this within a minute. A less strong one will still be swearing after 15 minutes. You have been warned. Also, DE, it would be nice if the damn thing dropped some rare Arcwing mods for all that trouble in Arcwing. Come on. It drops regular mods for Dan's sake. Anyway, that's just a freebie for you. Last up, we have Kayla Thame. You can find her at the Merrow node on Sedna. She drops Saren's parts, and she has a chance to drop Oricon cells. And this one is the longest description out of all of them, so buckle up. The last boss on the star chart is also one of the most tedious. She's a fairly enjoyable boss, to be honest. She's tanky, and she has some interesting mechanics, but again, she's gated behind other activities. Oh, and you also need to farm Saren's systems from her twice. Once for Chroma, and once for Saren. <sighs> anyway, to gain the right to even fight Kayla to fame, you need to prove your worth in the Rathum arena. Think of it as PvE, PvP. It's an arena where you fight against four of her executioners against a time limit. Both you and the executioners will respawn when you die, and the aim is to kill them more than they kill you. There are three arenas of increasing difficulty, each with their own rewards. Naki contains level 40 enemies and awards 10 judgment points. Yam is level 60 and awards 15 points, while Vodianoi is level 85 and awards 25 points, which is exactly the amount that is required to fight Kayla to Thame. Yes, you need 25 judgment points every time you want to fight her. To even fight her requires a bit of puzzle solving, though. Once you reach her arena in the Mero mission, you need to access it by standing on the glowing pads in the center of the room and shooting the lights that will appear on the wall in front of you all the while avoiding the rollers that will spawn as well. There are four that need to be shot, and then the platform will raise you into the arena. 
Kayla the Thane then plays out in four phases. At first, she'll jump into the ring, the ring with you, dealing a bunch of damage. She'll then jump around and fire rockets at you from around the arena. You need to do a certain amount of damage to her before the next phase starts. In this second phase, she will drop a bunch of orbit orbital strikes down on the ring. And did I mention you are on a raised platform with little to no place to hide? Well, you are. The strikes will home in on you, so keep moving and jumping around the ring to avoid being hit. Once this is done, you'll need to stand on the glowing orbs again and shoot the lights out again. Failing this will bring down another orbital strike. Success will see Kayla jump back into the ring again. Rinse and repeat the first two phases again, which is to do damage against Kayla. Then avoid the orbital strikes and shoot the lights again. And then she'll jump in one third and final time. Just destroy her. She will be dead. To be honest, this can be a tough battle, especially with the orbital strikes. She's almost worthy of being a raid boss, if you ask me, because she has some pretty interesting mechanics. But she's really easily cheesed. And Ignis Wraith, with punch through especially, will make short work of all four of the lights. You don't even need to wait until they're exposed. And a well-modded, for both strength and armor, Frost Bubble, which you deploy four times, will protect everyone from the orbital strikes as will Limbo's Cataclysm. Note, though, that the Cataclysm can hide mod drops, so it's best not to use it in the final round. There are, of course, other cheeses, but I'm sure you can figure them out. <coughs> Operator. <coughs> Ta-da! Ah, that's a lot of fun. It is. Do you have anything to add for any of those bosses? Um, no. No, no. I, I have nothing to say on those for annoyances. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, onto the advanced topic. Over to you. All right. Mods of the arbitrations. So, arbitrations have been out for quite some time now, and in the past we've mildly glossed over the potential rewards from this game mode that requires the completion of the star chart. I think it's only fair we look at the mods offered from within the missions, so note I will not be covering the mods purchasable in the arbitration vendor, that in relays in this episode. I will be looking at each reward rotation in order and the chance percentile along with, of course, what each of these mods do. So, starting with rotation A, we have Aerodynamic, an aura mod with the ability to reduce damage taken by 25% whilst the player is airborne and increases the aim, glide, and wall latch time by 6 seconds. This does not apply to Arcwing mode, however, um, Titania in her Razorfly ability will receive the benefits comfortably. Next we have Adaptation. As mentioned in a previous episode, Adaptation has quickly become a staple mod for most builds, offering the ability to gain resistance to any damage type that your frame takes damage from, gaining plus 10% resistance with each hit they take up to a total of 90% and lasting for 20 seconds, it's easy to see why this mod is universally desired. And thirdly in Rotation A we have Combat Discipline, an interesting aura mod with the ability to heal allies by 20 HP per kill, however the user of this mod loses 10 HP per kill and can in fact kill themselves with this mod in place. All three of these mods share the same drop chance in Rotation A, with a 2% chance. So, very minimal. Moving into Rotation B, we have another shot at getting Adaptation and Combat Discipline. However, there is another mod we gain access to. 
Shepard, another aura mod, but this one is built to help our companions, both robotic and furry alike. This aura will increase companions health by 300 and armor by 180, ensuring they have a better chance at surviving. Mods from Rotation B have a 2.5% reward chance. And now we find ourselves in Rotation C, where, yet again, Combat Discipline remains available right alongside the last two mods in this list. Melee Guidance, another strange aura mod that gives to your allies, but takes from its bearer. This mod grants allies an additional 12 seconds to their combo duration, but reduces its bearer's combo duration by 6 seconds. And lastly, we have Swift Momentum. Believe it or not, another aura mod. This mod increases the heavy attack wind-up speed by 30% and grants plus 6 seconds to the combo duration, which is a much nicer way about it in my opinion. Mods rewarded from Rotation C have a 3.5% reward chance, so still minimal. Apart from adaptation, the mods granted from Arbitrations are the kind of mods I would tie to specialized builds, and as such have a few ideas in mind for playtesting. Looking at you, Swift Momentum. Awesome. Crapload of Arbitration mods. Yeah. Good ones too. Everyone's favorite. Adaptation. Adaptation. All right. Cool, cool. Yes. Arbitration is worth doing, at least just to get those mods, really. Um, and it can be fun from time to time, but yeah, it loses its sheen after a little while. Oh, yes. Anyways, moving right along. We're now in the final section of the show. We're entering into our community call-out. We do have a couple of call-outs this week. I'll start out with the cookies. Greg has cookies to give out. Yay, cookies. It's been a while since we gave out any cookies. Not because nobody's been deserving of them, just because we're shit at remembering things. But (laughs) we do have a couple of people that really do deserve to have a bit of a shout-out, really. One of them was on the show today, and that is Mothop. And the other is Underline. So these, the reason these two in particular deserve cookies is because they're really, really proactive with their clans. So Mothop is the leader of the PS4 Cephalon Squared clan, and Underline is one of the leaders alongside Stoic of the Switch uh, Cephalon Squared clan. I had to think of whether it was called Cephalon Squared or not, <laughs> but it is. And not only are they really proactive with doing things with the clan and telling people what needs to be done and just getting things happening. They're always also really promotion, uh, good at promotion. They jump onto Facebook groups and tell people not only about the clans, but also about Cephalon Squared. And we really, really do appreciate that. We notice that they're doing it and we do need to acknowledge this. So thank you to Mothop and Underline for being awesome. Yay. Yay. Thanks, guys. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that our other clan leaders are not awesome. They are. We have Dutchmaster on the Xbox. We have Cephalon Kiwi and Doug and a few other people looking after the PC clan. And they are also super awesome people as well. And we thank them very, very much. Yay. Next. You're awesome. Next. Next. All right. Cool. So, special announcement, folks. We have two new moderators that have joined the the moderator team of our Discord server. So, massive shout out to RavenX99 and Wushi for joining the party. It's it's been a while in the making, but they are there. They are our new moderators. Congratulations, you two. Well deserving. Thank you very much. Indeed, they've both been around for. 
a long time. They've both been key parts of the Discord. And not only that, they're always there when something goes wrong to help fix it or to step in and make things right. And, you know, it's those kind of people that we need as moderators. But more than that, we need people in other time zones. A lot of the people that use our Discord are actually in Europe and the US. And we really had moderation tipped towards Australia. So now uh, we've probably got more people in the US and Euro timeline than we do in uh, Aussie. That's okay. That's all right. No, it's right. It's what we need. It's a good balance. So, because, yes. yeah, Lucas and I are off, often sleeping while stuff's going down. So thank you to Raven, X99, and Wushy for agreeing to help us out. Much appreciated. All stuff's going down when I should be asleep. Yeah, when you should be asleep. <laughs> I notice that sometimes you're up till like 4 a.m. I'm like, bloody hell. I don't know what you're on about. Oh, to be young again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to the reviews update. We did get one extra on CastBox this week. It was a fantastic review. I am very much looking forward to it. I think we've only got one or two before that. So if it's not next week, it'll be the the week after. Thank you to that person. You will all laugh when we read that out in a couple of weeks. Oh, God. (laughs) It's a good review. I liked it. So we're now at 108 total reviews. Would you like to read out this CastBox review, Lucas? All right, CastBox, TC Kirk. Another great one, gents. It's one clear reason why you guys are in my top three podcasts. I listen to, and yes, I do listen to a lot of podcasts all week long. Well, thank you, TC Kirk. That is... Thank you. Fine, fine praise indeed to suggest that we're one of your top three podcasts and you listen to a whole lot. That uh, makes us feel pretty damn special. Yay. Yeah. So on CastBox, because it's more of a commenting system, people can comment on individual episodes, and that's why the reviews come out a little bit differently. And sound a little bit specific, but yeah. Thank you, TC Kirk. Thank you. All right. Now, I did say that we were moving the Dr. Cephalon into the discussion today, but the discussion was a little bit shorter than I expected to be. And Mothop, who was actually in our discussion today, actually had a really good question earlier in the week in the podcast question time section of our Discord. So I thought, let's pop that one in there and do that today. What do you think, Lucas? Sure. I think yes. All right. His question is, law-wise, what questions... Oh, sorry. Dear Dr. Cephalon, law-wise, what quests would you like expanded on? Or even a new quest for a deeper, richer story? And would you retcon anything to make it work? (sighs) Interesting question, Mothop. I think the the easy answer is Stalker. We definitely need the stalker to be expanded, expanded upon. Yes. We need to learn more yes. about him. I think it's coming. That would be nice. Ooh, that would be nice. Um, I still want my um, Beast of Bones. Yes. Yeah. Good old... Um, A new quest for Auden. Good old Ordus. Yeah, Auden, Auden Caris. That would be interesting. That, uh, that would definitely be what I... I specifically want that. That's that's all I want. I just want to see a, a cinematic questline where you watch Auden Karis rip apart the Oregon, as his story suggested happened. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> I would I would like to see that. I guess another thing that I really want to see, 
uh, is the story behind the Queens. Yes. Not just the story of, you know, how they got to where they are now, and not just an extension on what the hell's going on with the Worm Queen now, but... The origin story. The origin story of the Mm. Queens and, therefore, the Grenier as well. We're about to get an origin story of the Corpus... And I really would love to see nice. the same thing for the Grenier, mm, but really yes. focused on how the hell the these two Orican women managed to gain control of that entire little faction. Faction, yeah. Um, actually, building up on on top of that, uh, on on top of the Queen's Law, I also would like wouldn't mind finding out more about the uh, the Law Keeper in which creates the sculptures that you find the poem of the um, the sisters. The Korea. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't think they've got any law behind that. <laughs> no, the the law behind that is that there was there's one person who knows the identity of the of the the queens and that's the reason why they created the Curia. Uh, okay. See I didn't know there were because I I know that in older versions of Warframes they used to have just cats buried in different tile sets and as the game evolved they changed those cats into the Korea statues which is why they look like cats uh, i didn't know they actually built a little bit of lore around that that is cool yeah is it the same guy that makes the thousand year fish on the planes no don't don't think it is okay i think that they mentioned it was a a woman who made the, the curia interesting interesting because yeah that, i mean that that tells part of the story but it really just tells the story of who they are. It doesn't tell the story of how, and that's the piece yeah. that I, I really think is missing. It's not necessarily missing. It's always interesting to have pieces of a grander story missing so that people can fill in parts with their imagination, but I would like that expanded upon. Mm, yes, yes. Probably also the um, Cora's, Cora's story. Oh, yeah. We haven't really learned any the, of it. The one... Uh, there's been there's a little bit of the story. It's um it's hidden in the ghoul fragment. Ah, that's right. Uh, and it goes on goes on about the the cat's um adventures and whatnot, and the, you know the cat's background to to reunite with its master. Mm. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. If we gonna, if we could actually get that fleshed out, then that would be pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm guessing that as time goes on, not just with the new war, but with other newer story quests we're going to learn more about the origins of warframes and things like that you know we'll, we'll learn more about the story of ballas and margulis hopefully as time goes on so i'm not too concerned about that it's more just some of the supplementary stuff that i want to learn about the origin of the grenier the origin of the corpus i guess a little bit more into the infested but we sort of understand where, where all that came from yeah hmm I mean, I think the thing was that I liked about that story with um, the cat was that it actually uh, befriended a corpus uh, higher up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it kind of the story goes uh, is being told from the the corpus's uh, perspective of this this ferocious beast of metal. Hmm. So I kind of I enjoyed that, um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing more of that kind of legend building essentially. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really looked into that one, so I'm gonna have to give that a read. Hmm. Definitely do that. I like. Yes. Yes. Uh, definitely Auden Karras. <laughs> Need my beast of bones. Yeah. Mine's the queens. <laughs> and the origin of the Grenier. All right. Cool, cool. Thank you, Muffup. That was a good question. Much interest, much enjoy. 
And that brings us to the end of episode 82 for yet another week of, of Cephalon Squared. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us for any reason, you can do that via our Facebook or Discord channels. How do you get onto there, for, for example? Oh, who knows? Head on over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. That's got all of the answers for you and all of the cool stuff that's there to teach you about Warframe and provide you with guides and, I don't know, other stuff. Uh, it's got links to all of the old podcasts, etc., 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 and you can get in contact with us. You can send us an email if you like at cephalonsquared at gmail.com. Plenty of ways to get in contact with us. We absolutely love to hear from people. If you'd like to give us a bit of support, head on over to cephalonsquared.com forward slash support, and you can find out exactly how you can do so. If you'd like to... Uh, help us out in any other way. One good example is to simply give us a rating on your podcast platform and spread the word and help us grow. But, of course, because we don't want Danathan to think he's gotten away with it for yet another week, <laughs> it's time for us to sing our little song of support to the Cephalons. Are you ready, Lucas? I am ready. Okay, three, two, one. Toss a coffee to your cephalons, oh podcast collective, oh podcast collective. Beautiful. Like We've really got to get that. Uh, <laughs> the timing's pretty bad, but hey, shit happens. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> All right, so it is time to thank our patrons. I'll start off with Mr. Rathok. Thank you, Rathok. Thank you, Woe is Joe. Thanks, Jellybean1799. Thank you, Sula. Thanks, Lord Frieson. Thank you, Danathan. Thanks, Red Wizard12. Thank you, Knight Rider8503. Thanks, Coyote PX. Thank you, Jackson31. Thank you, Kintail. Thank you, Implosive underscore MKV. Thank you, Solarian. So, yes, these are our. Mark 1 Cephalon patrons and above, thank you for your support, your ongoing support, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the Discord. Yeah, my name's Greg Newbegin, I am Mad Capsules all over the shop. Who are you, Lucas? Yeah, I'm Lucas Silvestri, and I'm Silverlight all over the shop, S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Massive shout out to our amazing, fantastic, glorious community. You guys are awesome. Yeah, you are. And thank you to Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. Make sure you send him a love letter. He's getting lonely. And thank you to you for listening. We've been Cephalon Squared. We're always Cephalon Squared. And we'll see you again next week for a wonderful episode of Episode, of episode Squared. Episode, episode squared. squared. Episode 83. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.